Well, a new report from a group calling themselves App Annie. They have some surprising numbers when it comes to apps and just how long we're all spending with them each and every day. And it is probably, as a matter of fact, I will guarantee you, it is more than you think. Here's Carmi Levy, tech expert. He joins us now for more on this story here on Global News Radio. Carmi, always good to talk with you. Good afternoon. Great to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Okay, I think most people would answer, eh, an hour, maybe a couple of hours with my apps on my mobile device, but the number is actually closer to four and a half hours every day we're spending with our apps, Carmi. Yeah, that number kind of freaked me out a little bit. It's like basically half of a working day, uh, it, you know, precisely 4.4 4 in 2021, which is up from 3.9 in 2020. So not only is it a lot, but it's increasing significantly. It's more than Americans spend. It's more than they spend in the UK. They're at 4.2 and their uh, they're deltas, their they're, they're percentage increases year over year in those countries are smaller than here in Canada. So clearly... We're leaning heavily on our mobile technology, I guess because of the pandemic. A lot of it is we're stuck in here. We're using our devices a lot more than we normally would. Okay, I was going to ask why this number is up and why Canada is pretty much leading the pack. And wondering if it's apps that we are engaged, if you will, engaged with, uh, Carmi, or do you think that these are more apps like, uh, I don't know, Waze, Google Maps that people turn on in their car and maybe they've got, you know, a 90-minute commute home and that's uh, 90 minutes of being engaged with one of these apps? There's certainly part of that. You know, Waze and, uh, and, and Google Maps do show up on it, but the real top ones are, and they, they did it by um, by age. So the youngest users, so Generation Z or Gen Z, uh, they do a lot of photo, video, social media. So Instagram, Spotify, Netflix, TikTok. So not something you'd use in a car, but certainly something that you you know scroll endlessly for hours on end. Uh, next up are millennials, and they're using social media and messaging. So Facebook, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and Amazon. So now we're starting to see some online shopping as well. Then, yeah, can I stop you there, sorry, for just a quick second and ask you about that with millennials? Because that really surprised me that they were the ones using Facebook the most. Because I think a lot of people thought Facebook was, uh, you know, your parents or your grandparents. They were the ones that were still on Facebook. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, you know, the assumption is, is that the older that you are, the more likely you are to use Facebook. The younger you are, the more likely you are to see Facebook as, you know, something grandpa uses, like fuddy-duddies use it, but not me. But an interesting thing is happening is that um, younger people may not spend as much time as they used to on Facebook, but they've already invested years in developing those networks. Sure, they're going to use other apps like Snapchat and WhatsApp and TikTok, but they're they're still they're not going to give up their Facebook uh, accounts, and they're still going to use. And I, I see my kids; my kids are in their early twenties, and they are using Facebook Messenger as a core app for them. And that's you know, so they're clearly in the middle of this. So, you know, it's interesting. It's what people say to the rest of the world is one thing, but then quietly when they use the apps, they go back to using those apps that you know they think nobody knows. And this is certainly mm -hmm. one example of that. Okay, and Gen Xers, this was the other surprise for me. Gen Xers and Baby Boomers, they use the Weather Network app followed by the COVID Alert app the most. So I, I guess if you're Gen Xer like I am, uh, yes, indeed, we do turn into our parents eventually. <laughs> we sort of do. It's, there's a much more practical bent there. On top of that, there's uh, COVID Alert kind of freaked me out because we've been talking for the last number of weeks that almost nobody really uses it anymore. We downloaded it, we installed it, but we kind of forgot about it after that initial flurry last year. Uh, OneDrive, so storing files, sharing files, so work-related uses, and 
Fitbit, of course, trying to stay fit, trying to drive health. And so there's a real wide range of uses of mobile apps. And I think it shows that over the last number of years, apps on our smartphones have literally become the do-it-all, you know, um, examples of the digital age. No matter what age we are, young or old, we're using lots of them on our on our phones. We're using them for pretty much every aspect of our daily life. And, uh, and we're using them for an increasing amount of time as well, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, so pandemic aside, you think that mobile apps, I mean, this is just going to continue to grow. I hear what you're saying at the beginning of our uh, chat that, yes, more and more people are using them because there's not a lot to do. Uh, You know, we're in some kind of lockdown once again. A lot of people are at home more than they uh, usually are. But, you know, once we get through this uh, pandemic, do you think that the popularity of mobile apps will just continue to grow, Carmi? I think it will, Jeff, because if you think of it, you know, originally mobile devices were just an an extension of a phone. So we started texting and then we started sending and receiving email and then there was a little bit of web browsing. It's become obviously more sophisticated, more more wide ranging in recent years. But I think the pandemic has really shown us our phones can do so much more with the right app than we thought they could. So, uh, for example, when you're watching Netflix, you can control it from your phone. When you're, you know, watching a movie and having, you know, want to have dinner, you can order right from your phone. So the mobile device has become not just a device to use when we're out of the house, but we're using it in really sophisticated, interactive, integrated ways when we're in the house as well. And I think once the pandemic is done and it's in the rear view, I don't think we're going to put our phones down. I think we, we've learned new ways to use the phone. I think we're going to get those numbers are going to continue to go up and it'll just become this indispensable piece or part of our everyday life, kind of like what it already is, only more so as time goes on. Mm. Let me ask you, too, since we have you here this afternoon, about Wordle. We were talking about this. Everybody's been talking about this this uh, past uh, week and just how immersive this uh, game is and just uh, how much everyone's uh, enjoying it. And it's kind of almost, uh, I think, the future of like game shows. This isn't the first time we've seen a mobile app like uh, Wordle uh, really kind of capture the public's attention on their mobile phones. And uh, I don't know, I kind of think it might be the new Wheel of Fortune, the new Price is Right. I mean, instead of just watching these game shows on TV, we're actively participating in them on our mobile devices. Very much so. You know, anyone who uh, watched British television back in the day around the 80s, uh, there's a show called Lingo, which is very much like this game. It almost feels inspired by it. And it did uh, kick off a number of American offshoots, too. Everybody loves a good word game. There's a reason why Wheel of Fortune has been so popular for so long. You feel like you're part of the action. And I think in the middle of the pandemic, we all need a bit of a digital distraction. And this one is perfect. It's no one's pushing advertising on us. No one is trying to sell us anything. No one's collecting our data. It's just it's not even an app. It's a website. And, it's, it's a, and then you get to share your success on social media uh, with your friends. And, of course, that's what's driving the popularity. To me, it's the digital feel-good story of the pandemic so far. And I, I, I suspect we're looking for more of those bright lights. And certainly uh, Wordle is, 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 is a perfect example of that. Uh, and I'd just love to see it. it, it I, I want to see other developers come up with similar concepts in future. And I suspect uh, the developer, Josh Wardle, is a New York-based software developer. I think he's just opened the door to a lot of other people saying, hmm, if he could do it, maybe I can do it too. Yeah, right. And is he making any money, do you know, off this, uh, Carmi? Because you're right, it's devoid of advertising. There, there's no ads. Mm-hmm. I did some digging, and I was trying to sort of figure, like, like how is he monetized this? And he, he's made it clear in interviews he is not. Um, so I don't know if there is a revenue stream. I don't see it. 
Um, I think he's just uh, he's 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 getting notor- notoriety from it, but he's certainly not getting rich off of it. Uh, I think what this does, though, uh, you know, you can you can get rich off of something by building a rep. He's building a personal brand for himself, and now I think large corporations are going to be targeting him, saying, "Hey, what can can you do that for us? We'll pay you a, a very large sum of money." So he's not rich yet, but I suspect he has uh, he has set the the table so that in future he will be. All right. Well, Wordle is just as you uh, mentioned, the latest digital distraction. And apparently there's plenty of them capturing our attention these days with uh, Canadians on average 4.4 hours per day spent using these uh, mobile apps. Carmi, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Great being here, Jeff. Thanks. All right. Carmi Levy, tech expert with us. And we're back after this break on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.